1: Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, this episode is special, especially if you are in the Palm Beach County, South Florida area, because this may be something that can help you connect with other entrepreneurs in your area. I have the executive director, Shayner we say that very quick when you don't want to mess it up, folks. <laughs> and she is the executive director of 1909, a co-working space, a place where entrepreneurs can get support. And Shana, I just want to welcome you and say, let's get to it.
0: Ooh, thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: Yes. Can you... Let the folks know, in case I missed any service that 1909 does, what, you know, 1909 is to you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So 1909 is really, you know, what I consider a community incubator for entrepreneurs and creatives. And, you know, one of the things that is so special about what we do is it isn't just what you would think about as a traditional startup entrepreneur. We have so many different creatives and what we call creators here. Um, all doing something to bring their passion to solve problems and better the world, Um, you know, and so you might walk in the door here and you may see somebody starting, you know, a new technology business, but you also might see a videographer, a musician, an artist, an illustrator, a podcaster, um, a graphic designer, you name it. Um, And the beauty of that is when all those people come together and create together, uh, you see really amazing things happen. So that's really what 929 is. It's a little magic hub where cool projects are coming to life and amazing people collaborate to make that happen.
1: And how and, you know, why did you create this?
0: You know, so what's interesting is, you know, 929 is really created by a team of you know, creatives and entrepreneurs. And it was those of us in Palm Beach County who realized that there really wasn't any source of community for us to plug into. It really didn't feel like, it's not that there weren't organizations providing support, but there really wasn't a hub, right? An epicenter where you go and you're surrounded by other people doing amazing things to motivate you to help answer questions, to help you through those really hard days where you just don't know how to do something or how to figure something out, or you've been told no 10 times that day, and you just need somebody to tell you, hey, I get it, you know, I've been around that. And so there was just really this missing piece of community here. And, you know, so the group of us that really helped, you know, shape 1909 into what it is today felt that desire. And we believe in community, and we believe in collaboration. And, you know, we wanted to be around other people doing amazing things, amazing things. And that's kind of where it came from was just a need, you know, which is where a lot of ideas come from is, Hey, we need this and it doesn't exist. So let's create it.
1: And so, you know, not to name drop, um, but you know, Somebody will listen and say, well, that's what Club Core does for me. So you guys come over to Club Core. What's the difference between 1909 and, you know, a um, one of these um, very fancy, I would say, organizations that cost thousands of dollars to even join?
0: You know, I think, you know, every... But he needs their own community. So we're going to attract certain people. They're going to attract certain people. Everybody has different needs and perspectives of what's valuable for them. I think really what 1909 is, is like a laboratory. So we really attract the people that want to get messy. They're experimenting they're trying new things. They don't want to wear a suit and tie every day. They don't want to act like they know everything and, and have to be overly presentable and confident all the time. You know, we're really the space to get messy. We're really the place to try things out, throw ideas against a wall, mess up, you know, and, and experiment. And, you know, that is a really unique space for people you know you don't again when you go out and you have to talk to investors or clients or whatever it is you have to put on the professional face and here you don't have to do that you know here you just get to be yourself be creative and you know do what you're doing
1: my my club core friends just uh, laughed with me when you said <laughs> you don't have to know everything and <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely not just a club core thing but any kind of you know uh, Upper echelon business club, and yes, I know this, and I won this award, and yeah, that's definitely the the vibe. Um, and I and I, I I laugh at it all. Now, you know, when someone comes in, and I'll just say my experience is, you know, it was very affordable. So, you know, almost any serious entrepreneur, I would say, any serious entrepreneur can afford it. But it's one thing to be able to afford it. And then there's another thing to have it like work for you. And during these COVID times, what are the best ways for, you know, new members to connect?
0: Well, you know, we actually shifted a lot of what we do to digital programming um, with COVID. So what we wanted to do is make sure that people didn't lose that connection to the community and the support system they needed in one of the most difficult times any business owner is going to face so you know we really got that we nobody has the answers right to what's going on right now um what we need to do is be able to adapt to persevere to figure out how to get through you know these unprecedented times and so we knew that community and support was the end all be all and so you know we really encourage people to plug in we have you know calls on Mondays where people can set goals and say what they want to accomplish for the week. We have calls on Fridays where people can get on and share their highs and lows for the week and gratitude. Um, and it's really amazing what you see when people come in and it's not just about business, you know, I mean, entrepreneurs are a holistic person and you know, they have kids and they have personal lives and they have health stuff that they have to deal with and family stuff that they have to deal with and financial stuff that they have to deal with. And we provide a space for all of that to be open. And so, you know, what I've, really encouraged and what we've seen our members do that have gotten the most out of 1909 during this time is just to be vulnerable and to lean in, you know, to use the community for help and for support and to say, you know, this is an interesting time. It's scary. Some businesses are doing really well. Some are struggling and, you know, just knowing that there are people around that care and want to help and want to see you succeed. Um, sometimes you know the best thing to have (laughs) during really unpredictable times you know because again it just reminds people that that mindset is the most important
1: definitely definitely and you know talk about mindset um you know you are a former png employee which you know i that's how i knew you could tell me about the high-end networking because you just (laughs) don't get there um how does one get here? Because you probably could have had life, you know, and made way more money than (laughs) dealing with just, you know, the folks who want to get dirty when you're with PNG. It's almost like that gives you that stamp of approval. It's like going to Harvard or Yale or Oxford. Mm -hmm. And what made you say, you know what, I want to step out of that whole structure and then, you know, find your way into doing this?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I loved so much my time at PG because they're so excellent at training and research and development. And what I saw them do very, very well was research what people needed. I mean, you would be blown away by what it takes to get a product to the shelf um, in their business model. And it sounds like, oh, they have all this money and they have all these things, but really like the research that goes into it, Um, you know, I worked at Gillette and we used to watch people shave in the mirror for hours. I mean, that's literally, you know, like understanding, okay, what are people doing? How are they doing it? What are their needs? And, um, I really was fascinated by that. I was fascinated by understanding humans and what they needed, but I just knew that like products weren't as meaningful to me and there's nothing wrong with them. It's just for me and myself, I you know, there was a limit there of my own purpose and my own meaning in life of saying, you know, if I understand people and I understand helping them and I want to do that, but really is the best way for me to do that in my life. And I really saw that being a different path Um, and, you know, helping people see their own visions and understanding how to do that and and bring ideas to life. And so, you know, I was able to transition what I learned very well. Um, But for me, you know, it's just different waking up and, and seeing what, is created through the people I work with versus you know putting products on the shelf.
1: Okay, and I could only imagine getting paid to watch people shave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and, it happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, that could be a great thing, or you could be like, I am so bored, I don't even have to think, um, and they're paying me, you know, for this in my salary. That I mean, yeah. it, you know,
0: but they're um, they're leaders in that world for a reason. You know, they really. They do their research, that is for sure, and understand the humans that they create for.
1: (laughs) Now, you know, you're the executive director of 1909. Do you also, you know, do maybe some other businesses, you know, just so you can, you know, maybe you're a serial entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, well, so I actually had my own business that led me into 1909. And there's still some elements of that that, you know, I'm involved with just from the people that I worked with. But really... I feel like I'm a little piece of every single business that works out of here. Um, you know, so I help run our accelerator program, which, you know, is an application based program. People get in every year. And, and it's amazing because I get to have, you know, a little bit of insight um, into all of those businesses and be you know a small part of them. So for me, it's really the best of both worlds because I get to see and support and be involved at a certain level in all of the businesses here. And I get to you know, run and operate the organization that makes that possible. Um, So it's fun, you know, and I I always think of projects too that, you know, might happen in the future or, you know, I'll I'll throw them out to the community and say, hey, guys, I don't have time to do this, but if anybody wants to do this, like it's a good idea, I think, like take it on. And so that's always really fun, you know, just to – be around people that are creating things and being a part of that
1: and just to be clear you know you get to be a part of those businesses but at do you ever get maybe like a little just kind of greedy and say i want a part of the success too and so you know i want one two five percent i'm thinking shark tank kevin (laughs) o'leary you know
0: (laughs) you know i i don't and the thing is is that i know that you know, my goals for 1909 are aligned with their goals. If they do well, I do well. And if I do well, then they do well. And I really just believe that wholeheartedly. And I see that when the companies here do well, that it impacts 1909 and helps 1909 do better. It helps me be better as a person. Um, And so I don't really see it as being that I don't, if I don't have, let's say, a stake in it, you know, in terms of equity that I don't get Rewarded for that work. I I actually really feel like, you know, when people in this community do well, everybody does well. And that's one of the reasons, right, that we wanted to create it was because we understood that, you know, when you have a hub and there's a couple people doing well, that that overflows into the rest of the community, right? And we've seen that in a lot of other ecosystems across the country, and, and we're a new one and we're smaller, but we're seeing that here too. So I feel the impact. You know, the positive impacts of companies doing well here all the time, whether or not I have equity stake or not.
1: Okay. Well, I think, you know, that that question comes up because I always like to find out from entrepreneurs, how long do you want to do this? And is the work that you're doing now going to pay you in the future? Because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they're new, they will have their budget be so low. I was one of them. Your budget is so low. You're like, how am I going to eat off this, um, you know, in the future? And how am I going to grow this? You know, I, I grew, you know, fees from $50 to over 5000. And it was wasn't easy. You know, these are monthly fees, but I just wanted to do the work. It was like, just give me the work. Okay. You got $50 here. And, (laughs) and, and and now I hear, you know, people have known me, Hey, your prices are kind of pricey. And it's like, Hey, I love to work with you, but we have just gone to another level with what we do. And that's the going rate for the circles that I'm in. So, you know, how do you, you know, stay, I would say so humble or, you know, are you already wealthy and rich? And you're like, I don't have to worry about that. If my exit plan is to be on the coast (laughs) of, um, you know, Alicante, where you studied um, in Spain.
0: (laughs) I did study. Oh, man, Alicante is beautiful. I love it. No, you know, it's not that it's that I think um, people are motivated by different things. I happen to be a person that's not overly motivated by money. And that doesn't mean that I don't need to have a certain amount to be successful, but it also means that I'm highly motivated by other things. Um, I'm highly motivated by the success of this organization and, you know, the growth of this community. I'm highly motivated by the um, success I can help create for others. And that's just my personality. And that's why I do well in the nonprofit world. And I understand that that is not how everybody is motivated, right? Like I happen to be one of those people. It's probably why the corporate world too wasn't as um you know i wasn't as into it because i got like hey i can continue on this path and and continue to make lots of money but i don't feel them the meaning and the purpose and and we all feel that differently and everybody's motivated differently so i don't think there's a right or wrong way it just happens to be that my motivation is is different Um, and that's what I think makes me probably a unique and good fit for what I do here. Um, because I really can, you know, throw myself into what, what we do here. And again, we're, we do well, you know, as an organization and the more people here do well, the more the organization does well and the more I do well. And so, you know, again, I think I see that holistic view of, you know, the harder I work to help all these other companies be successful, the more successful I will be.
1: Oh, good! Very, very. You know, that that's a great, just humble spirit. Um, be, because I think now where you know you're dealing with entrepreneurs, and I don't know how many people go after VC or angel, but I, coming from being six years in Seattle. You know, everything was, oh, I got this much offered to me and that much offered to me. And people almost make it seem like it's their personal piggy bank, which is the number one mistake of taking these vultures money because it's not. How does 1909 help people navigate between, you know, are you ready for angel investment? Are you ready for venture capitalists and the relationships that 1909 has with those people?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that, again, we do well is helping bring to light the different um, different options for people. And I think what happens, unfortunately, is there's a lot of podcasts and there's a lot of books and there's a lot of ideologies that come out of larger startup hubs, you know, like a uh, Silicon Valley or Seattle or, you know, in Austin. And unfortunately, it doesn't really relate to the um, environment here in Florida. Um, and if I think sometimes people try to follow that, then they'll, you know, end up in a spot where they've spent a lot of time trying to do something that's not successful. So I think what we try to do is just be really honest with, you know, what is the what is the environment here? What is the environment for startups? Where is the most value going to come from? Um, What is the funding scene? And how can you plug in Uh, so people can make the right choice for them? Because for some people, you know, getting big money is great. And for some people, it's not, you know, some people, they really should focus on selling, you know, as soon as they can and bringing in revenue and supporting their own business. Um, You know, and some people should focus on institutional funds and some people should focus on angel funds. And I think, Um, our goal is to again say there's not a right way there's just the best way for you and you need to understand all of those ways and how you do we actually had a crowdfunding um Uh, Company come in today for our fundraising mastermind and talk about now the new laws, right, of crowdfunding and what can be done and how you can raise right through unaccredited investors and what that option looks like and how you could implement a crowdfunding campaign, which hasn't been an option for people up until recently. So, again, it's trying to make sure people understand what are my options and then what's best for them so they can go down that path.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and the legal aspect of it, because uh, even in the crowdfunding, I've just seen people do things. I'm like, that's not even legal. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Please invest in, you know, a a somebody to, you know, get a lawyer, get a CPA, somebody to tell you that. And And so have you do you think that, you know, the majority of the 1909, um, members are good without, you know, venture capital or, you know, I don't want to say um, angels, but
0: it really depends. You know, again, we have such a wide variety of businesses here that I think some are okay. I think some um, what they're building is going to take an infusion of capital that they're not going to have or be able to gain through revenue and they are going to need to fundraise. Um, and that's just what it is. And again, that's that's part of kind of that model, right? In that. Um you know, very scalable, high growth model. We do have companies like that. And to actually make that work, a lot of times you need, you know, an influx of capital from somebody who has it, um, right? And can give it to you now and allow people to invest in the development and the marketing and the growth that they need to take their business to the next level.
1: Okay. And what type of, you know, outside of you doing 1909, which it sounds like a job that does not stop, and that might be by design, <laughs> what what do you do? What do you read you know when you're not working on nineteen o nine
0: there's a couple things so I'm a big uh runner, so that is um I love to do marathon tap marathons, things like that. It definitely relates to uh entrepreneurship for sure. It's one of the reasons I think I was able to be you know an entrepreneur and do those things because I understand the um you know, just what it takes to stick through something that's hard <laughs> and, uh, have that capability. And then in terms of reading, um, I definitely switch off. I mean, we usually share good, um, books around here that people like to read. A lot of them, you know, are about understanding habits and things like that, that help you, um, develop as a human. So right now we're reading, A uh, Big Potential, which is really awesome. It's by, um, a happiness psychologist at Harvard, and it's a bunch of research around, you know, how to really gain the biggest potential, and it's definitely not what you would think it is. It kind of uh, flips some ideas on its head. Um, You know, we've read some things about, um, you know, think like a monk, just a lot of, I love listening to new ideas and learning new ways to just, you know, be present and um, be in this life and enjoy it while being successful, and that you can do both. Um, and, you know, things that keep me motivated and, and, teach me new things. That's what I love to, um, you know, read or listen to as a podcast.
1: Okay. It sounds like, you know, you anybody unhealthy can't be your friend. If your biggest thing is running. After That's not that. true. No, no, no,
0: no, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, um, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a fitness person, so, you know, mm. yes, I spend a lot of time doing that, but no, I have lots of friends who aren't into that um you know and we go to the beach and all those things but no if, if you were asking me what my you know favorite things to do are then i love hiking and, and all that good stuff
1: okay and i'm probably talking about myself because i i say i like those things until i meet somebody who <laughs> says oh yeah let's you know i'm running uh, 15 miles today 15 miles oh <laughs> no, not today not gonna be able to keep up uh, <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah now, with everything that's going on, and you could almost say, you know, all of your current work is a community give back. But what is a community give back, maybe outside of any of that, that you are doing or that you want to do in the future?
0: I definitely, you know, I have a um, interest in doing and being involved with programs that help uh, women and especially young women. um you know, an adolescent, so anything that I can do to be involved, um, you know, around young women and and to show that there are examples of things that they can do um, and to get support. And, you know, unfortunately, and I've seen this in my own um, world, a lot of times there's a really big lack of mentorship um, for women and of women, so, and it's not necessarily that women aren't qualified to be mentors. I think a lot of times they don't think that they can be mentors. You know, they're really busy with other things in life, whatever it is. Um, and so I think there's a lack of visibility to, you know, see someone that looks like you, you know, as a young woman doing something that you want to do. Um, you know, when I was growing up and coming up in the corporate world and even the entrepreneurial world, there were very few women that I saw doing what I wanted to do. Um and it was tough because then my examples were of people who were different than me and not that they're bad, but, you know, it can be challenging to, um, to not see yourself as a leader because you don't have examples of that in what you're wanting to do. So, um, for me, that's, you know, something I, I'm passionate about. Um, you know, when I can do what I do, I, I don't always have as much time to get involved, but, um, I am really passionate about that. Um, and, um, also, you know, really inspired by a couple, actually, of the organizations that work out of here. We have a couple other nonprofits, so we work, you know, with Inner City Innovators that I know you know, and, and Ricky Aiken's team, and what they're doing in the community, and Path to College is out of here as well, and, and just seeing them work with high school students, and those students, you know, they come in here, and they're so mature, and they're such a lovely people and it's just really wonderful you know we watch social media movies all the time and it seems like young people are awful but they're not you know we have these really amazing young people here and they're so bright and they're so kind and loving and you know they're going through these programs and learning a lot in terms of you know how to do things in the world and have an impact on the world. And I'm so inspired by that. Like, I want to be involved with that as much as possible.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you talk about young people being looked at as a certain way, it seems in the media. And I'm definitely, you know, in that business where it has to be good versus bad. There can't just be, you know, Hey, we think different. You have to be a terrible person. If you're on this side <laughs> of the aisle and I'm a great person. Um, there's a song. I'm a good person. Cause I ate about an apple. I'm thinking, throwing me off. You know, (laughs) I I went to the gym. I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's just amazing. And so, you know, I, I know someone could listen and say, well, okay, I hear I can get support as an entrepreneur. You know, I can get motivated. Um, is, is there, you know, you also can have an office space at 1909, you know, especially after this COVID thing, more people I'm sure will be running there. How often do you have events?
0: Uh, regularly. So again, every week we have, you know, connection events where people get to plug in and just, you know, share with one another, keep each other accountable. Um, share what they're up to and then you know on a monthly basis we have multiple events so we have a fundraising mastermind group that meets once a month we have a women's mastermind group that meets once a month Uh, we have a demo day so that's an opportunity for people to share what they've been working on, which is really cool. It is not an investor pitch. It's not a business strategy pitch. It's literally people being able to show the product or service that they're building and working on and show off all the hard work they've done, which is really cool. So all of us within 1909 get like a little insight into, you know, oh my gosh, here's this new onboarding this person built into their app, or here's, you know, the packaging. This person is adding into their product line. And let's look at the different options. and so we get to, you know, be exposed into that. And then we usually do some sort of, you know, learning-based program. So, you know, whether it's, um, you know, outside of the Accelerator, again, which is a six-month program, we'll teach people about, you know, design principles, technical principles, um, learning how to fundraise, learning how to um, create a pitch deck, learning how to create messaging around your brand um, and sharing that out. So, you know, we try to really offer as much as we can to help people continue learning um, and developing the skills that they need when they need them.
1: Okay. And is 1909, you know, do you guys refer people also to the SBA or SCORE or PTAC?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those organizations, right. They're experts in setting up uh, the legal side of businesses and understanding what you need to do for tax purposes and understanding what you need to do, right. To, to not, break the rules um, and those rules change and policies change and things like that. So I always, you know, recommend people to those organizations when they're, you know, especially when they're first getting set up as an entity or they're making changes um, because they're really the experts in that. And so, you know, I want to make sure that people get plugged into, you know, those resources to make decisions um, that, again, will help them versus hurt them. Unfortunately, you know, it can be really complicated. Um, to set up a new business from a tax perspective, from a legal perspective and, and all of those things. So having somebody guide you through, that's really valuable.
1: And what is the the, the future to get the word out but before joining and Nick, um, you know, he had told me, Hey, we, we have this grant. We, we're not really don't have an, a PR person uh, in 1909 that does just strictly PR. You know, we have some people who do lifestyle and I, and I was just talking, I just talk sometimes. I'm like, Nick, um, well, I mean, I'll check it out because I like to connect, especially as a new resident. Uh, but I want to know, as far as like, does 1909 showing more love to the YouTube, having a 1909 podcast? Are those plans for 2021 or is that would be too much work on the table?
0: Oh, no, that's definitely planned. So, we, I mean, we do have um, our YouTube channel, which, again, is not necessarily that we're putting out um, weekly videos or anything like that. But we do, you know, try to share what we're doing. And then in terms of a podcast, yeah, we're actually working with um, two of our members, one who has a fairly, you know, um, successful podcast out there and he sits on our board. And so, you know, strategizing around that as well as one of the members that was in our accelerator program, um, and he has a company called Voice Class, and so learning how to use audio and new platforms, um, you know, in different ways to connect with people is definitely something we're looking into this year and understanding, you know, where is our where where is our market you know where's the best way to connect with people and and plug in and identify you know those things and do it you know it's interesting because obviously we're here as a resource for other business owners and other entrepreneurs and and we have to go through that same process as us as an organization right so we're constantly taking our own lessons and our own i you know the things that we teach here and the things that we talk about here and implementing them ourselves because we're still a new organization so you know we have to go through all of those uh, phases as well.
1: okay. And, and I haven't been you know inside the building yet. I pretty much this is I don't leave um, you know thank 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 God to instacart and <laughs> and different things i'm <laughs> I'm definitely in my my bubble for the most part. but is there a place in nineteen oh nine where you know someone can say, hey, I'll do interviews every Monday, and if you come in, you know, we'll interview you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yep, we have several areas here. Um, we have our brainstorm room. You know, we have our phone booth areas. We have a different office areas, um, and we do that. We actually do, sell, like, quite a bit of bit of videos out of here. We do tons of photography out of here. Um, we definitely have podcasts out of here, so um, yeah, we love that. I mean, again, this is a creator space. So, you know, we love having creators come and use this as their lab and as their workspace. And, um, you know, obviously it has to work for the, for the group. So there's coordinating that goes on with that. Um, but no, that's, that's a huge part of what the space is for.
1: And what are the rules while being there, you know, as a member? Cause when, you know, I'm thinking about having like when picturing when Ricky Atkin's kids come through but I've been to some co-working spots and incubator spots that you know there's alcohol it's on tap it looks like the old people's retirement space the one that you know cost them 30,000 a month and they're just pouring pouring and not that people are having the lush life but I just think of like what are the the rules and and what that experience um, is like
0: yeah i mean so when you say what are the rules, are you saying, like, what can people do here in the space? Yeah, can they drink
1: can, uh, they drink? can they drink? can you know.
0: Yes, yes. So we do have um, a policy here. And, again, you know, our members um, have to be of a certain age. And, and we do sometimes have alcohol here. But people can have guests um, that are younger. And, and it's every member's responsibility to be responsible for their guest so this is like our members home they treat it as their home so um we actually are very unique in that you know we don't have intentionally we do not have somebody greeting people at the door we don't have somebody signing people in the people that work here this is theirs right this is their space if they have a customer somebody coming to the door they go get them right like this is their office um and again we do that very intentionally because that's the vibe we want to create here. We want people to feel like this is their space. They have ownership of it, which means that, you know, of course we have some rules and policies, but it's really up to them to withhold and, you know, make sure that, you know, they're only letting guests in there. They're there for meetings or there for events for them. They take care of the space. They clean up after themselves. They can brew their own coffee, <laughs> you know, in the coffee pot. We have directions, you know, like brew your own coffee, but it's really nice because it makes it a lot more, um, I think comfortable and casual and people really do feel like this is their home. You know, they treat it that way and they feel like, you know, again, they get to create this into the space that they need to do what they need to do to accomplish their, their goals.
1: Okay. And you know, you are very kind, I can tell. And you know, when we have the weekly meetups and the ones I'm able to meet, you know, I I see you don't have that, um, hey I, I know everything that means you really do know everything but uh because you know but even when you had mentioned you know Harvard and you know I know you went to northeastern and living in Massachusetts for a few years uh, you know there's rivalries and I, I, we're not going to mention that school's name but you know <laughs> you <laughs> you actually said their name um. But, you know, I appreciate you being just kind of open. And I hope that entrepreneurs take that you will be welcomed. You don't have to feel, again, as you had mentioned, you have to put on a suit or know everything or know anything. You can just come and be. And I welcome all 1909 members, you know, if they want to come on the show and give their experience that that's what this is about. It's just a conversation that can be heard around many nations. Uh, and, you know, I'm just kind of nosy and want to see. <laughs> Shane is awesome. so, yeah, Shane is so good. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, she's very media trained. I'm going to, I'm going to, no,
0: no, you know, to be honest, I think I learned that I don't want to say the hard way, but, you know, when I first started my business, I had this concept that there were other people that knew the answers. Right. There were other people that knew what to do. There were other people that knew more than me. There are other people that were more experienced than me. And, and sometimes that's true. You know, there are areas that people are going to know more and there's areas that people are going to be more experienced. But the reality is, is when you're creating something that's your own, no one's ever done it before. So, you know, I think that it's important to understand that as an entrepreneur and to understand that, you um, you might make mistakes and you might have successes and that uh, it's not really about anybody else and what they know or, or what they've done and, and it's your own path. Um, and I think the more people are comfortable with that, then you know, I think it's better. I think it's a healthier way to try and start a business. I think, um, it creates an environment where people are less stressed and depressed and frustrated and feel like they're not doing certain things that they think other people are doing or not growing as fast as they think other people are growing. Um, and so, you know, I try to, to share that with people because I think, you know, it's, it can be detrimental to compare yourself to others and think that you're behind or you know less or, or whatever it is because at the end of the day, you're creating your own thing. <laughs> so no one else knows how to create that, right? Like there's no path, there's no book on, you know, your business. That's the whole point. Um, So, you know, I think that that's just a really important thing that doesn't get talked about enough is that element.
1: Well, when are you going to write a book? So all those things aren't talked about enough that you put them <laughs> in there. When is that coming?
0: I don't know. I just like talking to people in person. I love like being with people and being on our calls and interacting with members here. So maybe someday we will have to like take all these recordings <laughs> that Done during COVID and uh, put it together, but um, no plan for that right now.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, if you get the itchy finger and it just starts jotting something down. And I say that because when, you know, entrepreneurs, whether they know me personally or they like, oh, I heard you could do this. And they want sometimes to be sold or told because in school, that's what it kind of trains you. The teacher knows all. I know nothing. I might know your name. Tell me your problem. And it's really a gift. I tell people if I can say, yeah, we can solve that problem, then we'll take your money. But I need you to be vulnerable and I need you to tell me not just what your problem is, what your wife's problem is sometimes, (laughs) you know, what your Mm -hmm. money problem could be. Because some people have more money than they know what to do with. We've had clients, they the money is driving them crazy. Let's spend some of that money on things that, you know, don't necessarily, uh, I would say, benefit you directly, but indirectly. And, and 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 that makes me, you know, sometimes think, oh, maybe I should have went for that, you know, uh, next level degree so they could call me doctor. I'm doing therapy <laughs> over here.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but no, that's, I. I and, and it's good to have someone like you that, can, you know, have the patience because not everyone has the patience to be able to handle so many different personalities. I'm sure there's some you're like, oh,
0: they're coming in again. <laughs> yes. But, working with creatives is always fun and always interesting. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> yes. Do you at all paint or sculpt?
0: I don't. Uh-uh. I'm actually not very artistic, actually. I'm pretty bad at anything like that.
1: OK, because we were talking, you know, mm-hmm. before this started, folks, and she has a uh, a rock on hand in the back. And I'm like, I wonder if she made that or if she maybe molded her hand.
0: No, nah, I don't. That's just our like, you know, rock and roll sign because, you know, here we are. We're a little rebellious. We like to just have fun and do things different. So it's a good symbol of that.
1: I definitely get it because I don't. I don't live in a box. And in eighty plus years, when I die, I don't want to be put in a box. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> spread my ashes. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Well, I thank you for coming on. If you want to leave the people with anything, even if it's just your social media or words of encouragement, feel free. Yeah,
0: well, definitely. I'm safe you know, follow us at We Are 1909. Um, and again, for anybody out there who has an idea, who has a passion, who, you know, has ever thought about creating something, what I would say is that, you know, it is not easy and, you know, it takes a lot of commitment and work, but at the end of the day, you know, creating something that you love and that you believe in, um, there's nothing else that feels like that. And, uh, don't be afraid. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't, you know, assume that, You can't do it um, because of X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm around creators and entrepreneurs every day. And it really is just people being, you know, dedicated to what they want, being open-minded, being curious, being willing to experiment and have it be a little bit messy, um, you know, that are able to accomplish really big things. And, And I truly believe that entrepreneurs are creating, you know, solutions that are going to make our world a better place. Uh, that are going to solve problems that are going to create opportunities for people who don't have opportunity today. And um, you know, if you're out there and you have one of those ideas, I hope you pursue it. And um, you know, if you need a little help or encouragement, definitely (laughs) reach out um, because I know it's scary. So, you know, we're here for you.
1: You guys have been blessed by the game. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Thank you for coming on.
0: Thanks for having me. (laughs)